welcome back to Always Choose You. This is officially the first episode of this brand new podcast that I have decided to venture upon. First and foremost, I would like to thank you all for the support that you have shown me for the introduction episode for this brand new podcast. I toyed with the idea for quite a while and I decided why not stop being afraid and just do it. So I felt it prudent to explain why I decided to choose the name Always Choose You for this podcast. And honestly, simply put, it's in the name. And if I'm going to explain why I decided to call it that, we have to blockbuster VHS tape rewind back to 2019. (laughs) My fellow millennials would definitely relate to this reference. And maybe some Gen Zs too, who may be familiar with um, the late 80s, early 90s, and maybe a little of early 2000 lingo. And the familiarity of Blockbuster, but I digress. So, 2019 was quite a year for me. And as I think back and in retrospect, I can't believe, well, I can, but at the same time, I can't believe the growth and the leaps and bounds and the progress that I've made because I decided to choose me. And as I continue to explain myself for this first episode, I hope that I help someone, at least one person, to understand that he or she should not feel as if you're alone in the giants that you're fighting behind the scenes of our glorious highlight reels that is social media. It's tough and it's okay to say it's tough. Things may be tough, but you have to remember, so are you. And speaking just for myself, as I said earlier, 2019 was a challenge for me. I lost who Josephine was. I lost my self-worth, my self-love, my self-esteem. And I put God on the back burner, all for the validation that I sought in the man, all for the validation that I sought in the things that I did for someone else while in hindsight the person was not the best as far as persona and I found myself being used and being okay with that and some people as they listen to this episode might say wow You subjected yourself to that? How? 
I don't know. That is the most candid answer I can give to you. I don't know. One of my favorite entertainers, RuPaul Charles, he is an amazing drag queen. And I'm a big, big, big fan of his show, RuPaul's Drag Race. And at the end of every episode, he always says, if you can't love yourself, how in the heck are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? <laughs> and those words can never make sense more than they do now. They could never. You have to know who you are. Self-awareness is paramount to being able to share your life with someone else. And y'all know this, but we're human. And at the same time, we know certain things that are wrong and we still do it. We still subject ourselves to it, unfortunately. But when you stand up and you look at that reflection in a mirror, and you look at her in a pensive state and realize you're worth it. You were made in God's image. How can I treat you like this? Down to what you consume, what you feed yourself, what you watch, what you listen to, the company you keep, the things you read, the goals that you set for yourself and how you put action to attain those goals all reflect into that big umbrella of the persona that is you. So how can you not give it the best that you can? Unfortunately, that wasn't me a year ago. I put God on a back burner. And I honestly feel ashamed thinking about it today. But you know what? We have brighter days since then. <sighs> I fell into a dark mental space. And to even close my eyes as I'm doing right now and visualize the things that I made myself go through. It brings me to tears, but it's not tears of sadness anymore. It's not tears of doubt, tears of anxiety, tears of depression, tears of panic, tears of adjustment disorder, as my primary care physician put it. And because my mental was so unstable, what happened? It reflected back on the outside for others to see. Kind of like the saying that goes, what you eat in private, you wear in public. That's what it was. What I was going through with my unstable mental state in private, people saw it in public. Namely, incredible, incredible weight gain. I mean... I have never seen that number on a scale before. And it was scary. I looked in the mirror and I could pick at 10 negative things I see before I even name one positive thing because I didn't love myself. 
I didn't love who I was looking at. I cried myself to sleep almost every night. My eating habits were absolutely horrible and my skin paid for it. My, my vision <laughs> paid for it. My oral hygiene paid for it, okay? We are going to be as unfiltered and as, as raw as we possibly can because this is what some people don't realize about the visual that they're presented on a daily basis. You always bring your best self and you can be the life of the party. I can make jokes and make people laugh, but who I am at the end of those gatherings when I'm with myself and my own thoughts in the privacy of my own space is the true Josephine. And that young lady was toe up to the flow up. <laughs> I'm trying to make this episode as lighthearted, but also as poignant as I possibly can. I was detached from family and friends. My social media presence was even lacking because I was embarrassed. I didn't want to be seen in public. I would go outside, do what I need to do real quick, and boom, let's go back in the house. Let's go back to that dark room. Let's stuff our faces with as much sweets and fatty foods and greasy pizzas and fries and vegetables. What? Water? What? <laughs> no, we don't need that. We need sweet things. We need things that are going to fill the void of someone breaking your heart. Not once, not twice, but thrice. <laughs> oh, wow, 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 wow. Love yourself. Love yourself. Two words that are as simple as spreading peanut butter on a Rice Krispie treat, but hold so much meaning behind them. Love yourself. It's so important. Instead of working on myself a year ago, I found it more helpful to find refuge in helping someone else. Big up, as they say in the Caribbean, because I lived there for a couple of years. Big up someone else's character and big up someone else's character and, 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 and vision and goals so that I can distract my own inner self isn't that crazy? Tangent. Black women, we are the ish, okay? Like, listen, I know this is going to be all over the place, but guess what? This is like me having a conversation with you all, and this is another form of therapy for me because kudos to my therapist. She is awesome. She is so awesome. 
and I give the credit to her as well and of course all the credit and honor goes to God but I give her the credit too for giving me this confidence to be able to be this vocal about the mental illness that I harbored for so long because I felt embarrassed black women we are awesome we have that it factor that people wonder we got that little extra sauce that little salt bay <laughs> that people wonder about because it's innate you can't learn that anywhere we stand on the shoulders of our ancestors who paved the way for us to have that extra je ne sais quoi that people wonder about so love yourself Never, ever, ever seek validation from someone else. I don't even, I don't even know how I got to where I was at that time. If I, if I'm asked to pinpoint exactly when that pivotal moment was, that caused me to get to that point where I found joy for lack of a better word in making sure that someone else is good before I'm good. I can I can I can pinpoint it. I can I can figure it out. And that's scary. Because when you lose the very fiber that makes you you it's like a Jenga tower. Everything else crumbles and you don't know which piece of wood was on the top. You don't know which piece of wood was on the bottom or in the middle because everything is in a big pile. And the more you ignore it, the more it decomposes, the more it falls apart, the more blurry, things become and you fall deeper and deeper into that abyss of hopelessness and that's what it was I stopped praying I stopped praying I stopped reading my Bible I stopped referring to my Bible app on my computer I stopped listening to gospel music I stopped going to church and it makes me emotional right now because I thought that God had forgotten about me and this was punishment because I let him down and I let myself down. And the common denominator in all of that, in all of that sickness, in all of that sadness, is the fact that I lost who Josephine was. I didn't put her first. I didn't love her first. I didn't find the time 
to make her number one. And if I felt like it was difficult, I did not go to the one man that we should all always pursue. Jesus Christ. Because I thought that he had forgotten about me. It's like, how can you allow me to go through all this, God? You say you love your children, but look at me. How did I get here? Relationships are the best things, but they can also be the worst things. Let me explain. No, get my heart. <laughs> Relationships are important only if they have the best intentions. And what do I mean by that? The older I become, the more I realize how Tom Cruise's line in the movie Jerry Maguire is absolutely idiotic and stupid. You complete me. Like, what? No. No. <laughs> you have to know you 100% of the way. You should not expect someone else to complete you. It's like, oh, we watched that movie and it was like, oh, boo, that is so romantic. No, no, we have to be realistic. You cannot expect someone else to complete you. Like, what? I can't believe. <laughs> the entertainment business is genius to say the least I mean they know what the audience is expecting so they give you exactly what you want because they know women will be in that movie theater just sobbing in that big old bowl of extra buttered movie popcorn and say oh my god Tom Cruise you are so amazing like well Tom Cruise's character you can't bring 50% to a relationship. 50% as in 50% of who you are. You can't bring 50% of your own character and your own values into a relationship and expect the other person to bring another 50% to make a whole. No, no, honey, sweetie, poopsie, no. <laughs> you bring 100. He or she brings 100. And you make a hole. One plus one equals two. No. No. In this case, one plus one equals one. Because a hundred divided by a hundred is one. You make a hole. And depending on the foundation of that relationship, you put God in the middle. And he's that third knot in your strong string of a relationship that may blossom into a fiancé ship and a marriage. Shout out to my good friend, the Ghanaian sister, Miss Aisha, who got engaged not too long ago. I was so excited for her when I saw that posted on Instagram. Uh, 
but it wasn't the case for me a year ago. I was oblivious to the importance of making sure that I am my 100% self before committing to someone else. And as a result, I learned that me not realizing that I needed to know myself and love myself and have self-esteem and self-worth and self-recognition ultimately resulted into me going along with the flow and being blinded by the lies and the cheating and the double talk and the unsure events that unfolded right before my eyes because I had rose-colored glasses on. I convinced myself that time is elapsing too quickly, so I'm just going to settle for the best thing. And right now, this is what I deserve. What? Get out of here. Get out of here. When you choose yourself, listen, you wake up in the morning and you have a different sense of smell. I'm so serious. You glow more. You feel more alive in every sense of the word. I love me some Jesus. He is my boo, my homie. We be spending time together. He shows me things that were in front of me the whole time, but I was looking at him with depressed eyes, an unstable mindset, rose-colored glasses, self-doubt, anxiety, panic, woe is me type of attitude. Needless to say, my health suffered. I had crazy back pain. Oh, can't even imagine. My clothes didn't fit anymore. So what did I have? What did that? What did that do? It translated into me making excuses as to why I can't go hang out. No, I'm not gonna come see you. Sorry, I'm not going to hang out this weekend, even though I have time because I'm off on this weekend from work. Nah, I'm just gonna stay home. Binge watch Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, and stay to myself. Domino effect, domino effect, domino effect. The one thing that I can say my relationship taught me last year before I heard God tell me let it go is that it taught me the importance of 
recognizing when enough is enough. You give a second chance and say, mm, maybe that was a fluke. Let me give you another chance to redeem yourself. And then the same thing is repeated. And in my mind, I'm like, eh, one more chance. And this time, if you repeat yourself, it's really over. No, no. That word closure, I despise it. Why do you need closure? Let me go see him one more time and talk things through to make sure that there's no more physical connection or feelings. For what? No, you don't need that. If you are self-aware, you don't need closure. Let him go. Let her go. If the relationship no longer serves you, as my soul or Brittany the host would say, then let it go. By the way, her podcast is also called Brittany the Host. So check her out. She is absolutely amazing. Let it go. Those are the three words God told me. On Tuesday morning at 7, 12 a.m. Eight months ago. That's what he told me. I'll never forget. It's as clear as a rainbow that you see after a rainy day. Let it go. And since that day, it's been a complete 180. And I thank him for that every day that he puts breath in my lungs. Because without him, probably wouldn't be here. No joke. I am as serious <laughs> as a heart attack. I am as a dead ass as sickle cell anemia right now. I would not be here. I don't know if my family will hear this podcast or specifically this episode. But when I finally chose to let go of the, 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 the chains that were binding my heart and my feet and my thoughts and my self as a whole, I felt this huge weight lifted off my shoulders. I felt so liberated. Things started to be clearer and made sense. And I listened to gospel music for the first time. Songs like Smile, Brighter Day, What a Beautiful Name It Is. It started to make sense. And all I could do was apologize to God for putting him on that back burner. I'm so thankful to be able to share this with you guys. And I hope that this episode comes across someone's ears who may feel alone 
who may feel unsure about certain decision that he or she has made in his or her life. Seek refuge in God. Seek ye first, as the Bible says. I only refer back to a year ago simply for the purposes of sharing my testimony. When I revert back to the thoughts that I used to have, I don't stay there. I revert back just for sake of reference, not residence. It's, it's, a, it's a teachable moment for me and for anybody. And I'm so thankful for that lesson. I never understood what it meant when people would say, God is real, but I feel him, I feel him, I really do. And the more time I dedicate my daily tasks to first and foremost, praying, worshiping, Bible studying, more and more things get revealed. When I do things with intent, more and more things make sense. When I pray and spend time with him because I want to, not because I'm trying to seek approval of him, he tells me things, I sense things, I get that untangible nudge of don't do that or yeah that's a good idea I approve of that go ahead and I'll be guiding you the whole time self worth is so important and as you blossom and you glow other people notice it's like a beautiful flower that has gotten maybe a little bit of watering after such a hot hot day in the middle of a desert you feel rejuvenated you feel refreshed you feel alive you get excited about what's to come. You get excited about the things you're doing. You smile more. And when you wake up and you, you, don't, you don't take the time to pray, you feel like something is missing in your life. Something is missing in your day. Something is missing in the moment. And that's where I am. Transitioning from a dark place I mean, even things like my dreams were horrible, were absolutely horrible. And it all stemmed from me not being in a mental space that was conducive to my daily 
expectations of not only myself, but the people that I surround myself with. So when I decided to name this podcast, Always Choose You, it wasn't me coming up with that name. The Holy Spirit told me that it's fitting. And as time goes by, my hope is to continue to be as comfortable as I can to share my experiences in hopes that someone will find some relatability to it and understand that we may feel like we are singled out, but we're not. Life is too precious to not make each day count. And I want to continue to do my very best to have this zeal for the word of God, have this love for all the good things that God is doing in my life and praising him in advance for the things that he's going to do in my life and working so hard to put action behind that prayer. Thank you all so much for joining me on this ride. And I feel so privileged to be able to share little nuggets of lessons that I've learned in my 31 years of life so far. Love you. Put you first. Love God. Give yourself grace. Don't be so hard on yourself to the point where it becomes detrimental. It becomes a demise. Don't take offense so much because you carry those baggages all day long. Listen to Pastor Mike Todd sermon on Forgiveness University. That message was unbelievable. Eye-opening. Thank you so much for joining me on this new episode. And until next time, be blessed and always choose you.